Lead Well. Welcome to the Lead Well podcast, where we're growing the whole leader, sharpening leadership skills while strengthening the heart in leadership. Let's lead well. Hello and welcome to the Lead Well podcast. I'm Sherry Cochran and I'm very excited about our next two episodes of the Lead Well podcast. I had the amazing opportunity to talk with Mark Miller, who is a best-selling author and the vice president of high-performance leadership at Chick-fil-A. He is actually one of their most tenured employees. Honestly, I can't remember if he's like number six most tenured or number nine, but he's up there. We had a great discussion about creativity and reinventing continuously. Now, I want to warn you, creativity might not mean what comes to mind initially. It's probably a lot broader than that. He definitely helped open my eyes, and I hope that you will enjoy this discussion as well. So let's jump in. Mark, welcome. Thank you so much for being with us today. I'm delighted to be with you. You have impacted, I know I've told you this before, you have impacted Randy and I, my husband Randy and I, so very deeply, both through your leadership teaching and your personal generosity to us. So I am so excited that you're here because I have observed and experienced from personal experience that you truly do add value to people everywhere you go. So thank you for that. And thank you for being willing to join us today and to bring all the awesomeness of who you are to our listeners today. Well, thanks for the opportunity. (laughs) Uh, You spoke at Leadwell Fall 2019. And I just want to tell you that we are still getting amazing feedback from that. And I want to make sure that our listeners know about that so that if they missed it, that they can go back and listen to just the engaging, fun, practical wisdom that you brought there about... um, winning the heart, win the heart and caring for people. So if people miss that, I want to just let them know that that's available at leadwellpeople.com. You are known as the leadership guy, leadership guru, we would even say. <laughs> how does that, how does that title fit? Well, you know, I really sell chicken. That's, that's kind of my day job, but yes, I've been dabbling in leadership for about 40 years. That's great. You've been leading in the marketplace and in ministries, as you said, for, for 40 years. You've more than a million books in print and in 25 languages. And I know we're just scratching the surface even with that. But today we're going to explore another topic that you have a passion about. And maybe it wouldn't be as obvious to people that you have a passion about it. And it's creativity. So I'd like to start with just a couple of questions to help with context. And then we're going to do two sessions about this because I know there's a deep well here. So first, Mark, how did you become interested in the topic of creativity? And then why should listeners, why should our leaders listen to these two sessions? Well, I was thrust into the topic about 40 years ago. I had the opportunity to start what became our corporate communications group at Chick-fil-A. And I realized immediately that I would be hiring creative people, leading creative people, and together we were attempting to do creative work. And I knew nothing about creativity. Uh oh. <laughs> and so I became a student and very quickly learned that it was within reach if mm. we would um, be disciplined and diligent. And that started the journey 40 years ago. Now, why your listeners, why leaders should listen to this topic is about 20 years ago, we were trying to figure out what great leaders all have in common. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we discovered was the very best are always reinventing. Mm. 
the way we say it is they reinvent continuously. Hmm. It's not a one-time event, but it's it's a lifestyle and it's a mindset. Right. And so it was interesting to me how I had the opportunity to really merge what had become a, a personal passion the two decades prior and say, hey, this matters to leaders. And the hmm. more I reflected on it, the more I realized that every challenge a leader faces is an opportunity to apply creative thinking. And in the world we live in, uh, the answers of yesterday are far less relevant today. Mm-hmm. I say yeah. the half-life of ideas is diminishing rapidly in our world. Mm. And so you're yeah. going to need, need new ideas. Yeah, because we have new technology, new cultural uh, factors in place. New demands, yeah. new expectations, new restrictions, new constraints, new opportunities. For a leader that can't reinvent, they're still scratching their head about social media. Well, you know, <laughs> that happened about 10, 12 years ago. And, you know, that's, you got to reinvent yeah. to play the game as it evolves and as it changes. I actually believe to, to the specific question of why leaders should listen to this session and the next, mm-hmm. I think creativity could be a leader's superpower. Hmm. Say that again for us so it can really sink in. Well, I, I think creativity can be a leader's superpower because it's the leader that's supposed to see the future. Mm-hmm. By definition, leaders are taking people somewhere that doesn't exist today. True. True. And, and yeah. I don't believe you can create it if you can't see it. And to see the unseen requires a level of creativity, and the best leaders are the most creative leaders. Wow. Wow. Well, because this is such a big topic, as we've already mentioned, we're going to split it into two. So this first session, we're going to focus on reinventing continuously and the central role that this fundamental plays in leaders' effectiveness. And then in our second session, then we're going to go more deep, more, uh, that's not good English, but we're going to go more <laughs> into how leaders can sharpen their creative thinking skills. So this is going to be so good. So let's dive in. Reinventing continuously. Why do you believe that the best leaders embrace the fundamental that you call reinventing continuously? I believe the best leaders understand that progress is always preceded by change. Progress is always preceded by change. And so then the leadership question is, what needs to change? Mm -hmm. When does it need to change? How does it need to change? And what does it need to change into? Mm. I think, I think, that is, that is the perfect opportunity for a leader to think creatively. Right, right. Because many of those things are not fixed and they're not known and they're not even finite. There may be multiple right answers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think if, if you embrace the idea that progress is preceded by change, then you understand to continue to make progress, we must continue to reinvent continuously. Right. So what would be signs that we'd be looking for that we're in need of reinvention? Like what might be a flag to a leader instead of just trying to make the process, the the current process work better? What might be something that would flag them to say, actually, we need to reinvent, not just try to make this smoother? Well, I think there there are degrees of reinvention. And Mm -hmm. and on one end of the continuum is the continuous improvement. And Mm -hmm. perhaps the the far extreme is full-blown innovation. Okay. So I think the, the skill of creative thinking, which we'll talk about in the next session, is, is a part of all of those facets and all of those levels of, of reinvention. Mm-hmm. But I would say fundamentally, when you know that you've got 
a significant opportunity is what is when what you have done historically is no longer working. Mm. It's like now I would say the most progressive leaders try to get ahead of that. The, the you, you want to be proactive. <laughs> you want to you want to start changing before it's broken. You want to <laughs> make the waves versus ride the waves. Oh, that's good. But yeah. if you're being crushed by the waves, and again. I think the half-life of ideas is diminishing rapidly. And so something that used to work, you'll realize is less effective. It may still have some value. Mm-hmm. And you may be getting some traction. But the, the results you're receiving, again, assuming leaders are trying to accomplish something and achieve something and become something and move towards something, the, the pace with which you're uh, closing on those goals, objectives, and priorities is a great indicator. Mm. If, if if you're not making progress, then you're going to have to change something. Mm. Which, you know, this is a real basic. We have to be clear on what progress we're trying to make to know if we're actually achieving it or not. Exactly. I met with an executive pastor recently from a, a, a very large church comparable to yours. Mm-hmm. And much of our conversation was around clear outcomes. Mm. Mm. You, you, you need clear outcome. They were talking about alignment. I said, alignment's a wonderful thing. Who's deciding what you're going to line align around? Sure. Like, sure. let's start there and then reinvent as needed to move towards those goals and objectives just as quickly as possible. Sure. As I was thinking about this beforehand, I was thinking, is, is that the distinguishing marker between just change with no purpose, like just changing for the sake of change and reinvention is, is focus on outcomes? Well, I think you can reinvent um, without strategic intent. Mm-hmm. Two, I just think the best leaders are compelled by the vision. Mm. They're compelled by the vision. And they know if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you always got or something <laughs> less, right? Um, and so it's the vision that compels leaders to reinvent. And and some of your listeners are those leaders, and some of your listeners have worked for those leaders. Mm-hmm. They always want to make things better. Mm-hmm. Well, that's actually a good thing. Now, we've got to, as leaders, we need to, take a breath from time to time and let's celebrate some of the victories along the way. But no, there is another mountain. There is another hill. Yeah. There is another goal. There is another objective. And I think we can look back in history and see when leaders have not set those new objectives and then those, those new milestones, the adverse effect it has on their organization Mm -hmm. because people want to follow leaders that are taking them somewhere. Mm. That's what leaders are supposed to do. That's true. That's true. So help us break that down a little bit more because it, it's, it sounds great. It sounds a little lofty in a sense. It's, it's how, how can we, um, can you break that down to make sure. it more like sure. steps by and, steps? And th- you're being very kind to say that it sounds great. When we did this work 20, 20 years ago, we said, this may not be the right language. We didn't think it sounded great, that it sounds more like a buzzword or phrase from the 80s. I was there, I know. I mean, reinvent continuously. I mean, you could even argue that's what much of the total quality management movement was built around, this Mm -hmm. reinvent continuously. And and we debated and we debated and we debated. We said, no, we think that is the right idea. Mm -hmm. And to help make it more approachable, we normally talk about it in three arenas. Okay. We challenge leaders. First, what are you doing to reinvent yourself? Reinvent yourself. Yourself. First. Leaders are learners. Mm-hmm. Leaders are learners. It is it is one of those classic examples where the cliche is correct. The speed of the leader is the speed of the team. A leader can't have the moral authority to challenge people to learn and grow unless she or he is learning and growing. Hmm. The speed of the leader 
is the speed of the team. That's right. So I'll give you a fun example. People say, well, what does reinvent yourself look like? Well, it can look like a lot of things. But here was a fun story. I had the privilege a few years ago uh, to spend an afternoon with John Wooden, the legendary UCLA basketball coach. I Mm -hmm. think he won 11 national championships in 13 years. And that's when his players could only play with him for three years. They didn't let freshmen play back then. So oh. you put that in, in, in context, it's like it, it's hard to – it's impossible to comprehend someone who could win at that level for that long. Yeah. Well, one of um, Wooden's secret techniques was his personal reinvention. So every year he would take the entire offseason – and pick one facet of the game to do a deep dive. And so I, I asked him, I said, "What? help me, what what that really looked like? And he said, take rebounding as an example. He would study rebounding the entire offseason. Wow. I said, what's that look like? He said, well, I'll read everything's been written. I'll watch film of all the top rebounders in the country. I'll interview all their coaches if they'll talk to me. And if I have access to the players, I'll talk to them. Mm. And then I'll go back and I'll look at what we have done historically and I'll change what we're doing so that we can have better results. And then the next year it might be dribbling and the next year it might be passing. So he was, he was just digging a deep, deep, deep well. He was not resting on the fact at some point he had mm-hmm. won five, six, seven yeah. consec- you know, national championships. Yeah. And he's still reinventing himself. Yeah. So there's no, I got this. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's, there's no complacency when it comes to learning specifically. Right. That the best leaders are always reinventing themselves. Okay. So start with reinventing yourselves and then what? We talk about reinventing systems. And systems is really the, the work process. Here's, here's the way we think about it. Hope is not a strategy. hope is a really good thing right it is not a strategy for improvement that's good so if i'm with a leader and he or she says i hope this or i hope that i don't put much stock in their efforts oh you're making me scared because i think i say that well again (laughs) hope is not a bad thing i want to know what are you going to change because here's the deal your current systems Mm -hmm. your current work processes your current behaviors are perfectly aligned for the outcomes you're now getting Hmm. In engineering terms, they talk about a process or a system that is in control, meaning if you don't change anything, you can predict with some level of certainty that you're going to get comparable outcomes. The same stuff, yeah. Now, of course, we know in the real world, lots of things change, but you can assume things are going to get better if you don't change anything. Mm -hmm. So when Mm -hmm. a leader tells me they hope something, I go, great, what are you going to do? Mm. What changes are you willing to make? What are you going to reinvent that will give you a different outcome? If you want higher retention, if you want higher caliber employees, if you want better food costs, if you want more cars through the drive-thru, those are wonderful aspirations. What are you going to change in the work process? Mm. What are you going to change in the systems to give you a different output? That's good. That's good. There's so many different things to think through because how many systems do we have in our workplace? I mean, there's countless, a lot of environments. Okay. So we start with ourself and we also then look at systems. And then what is the third? The third is structure. Now, as your listeners hear this, 
I want to I want to challenge them not to check out because here's here's the truth. Mm-hmm. Most leaders don't control structure mm-hmm. or they only control a piece of it. So I lead sure. a team and I can control the structure on that team, but we're a small team within a larger organization. Right. Yeah. Well, I say don't check out because here's here structure should enable not inhibit. Structure should make it easier not necessarily easy, but easier to get the work done. So what Mm -hmm. we challenge leaders to do is when it's difficult to get the work accomplished, one of the things you need to explore is the structure. Mm. What you may discover is you're not structured properly. Mm -hmm. And then you could say, well, okay, unfortunately, I I don't control that. But you can still influence structural decisions. So how would you do that? How would you influence structural well, decisions? Well, I would figure out what do I believe the problem is, and then I would go to the decision makers who influence that and begin to have conversations about how the structure is creating either opportunities or havoc you know, sure. or, or lost efficiencies or, you know, it's just, it's making it harder to do the work. Sure. Um, but here's, here's what I find about structure even though it's not within every leader's control, so many leaders, even those who control structure, become a prisoner of their structure. Huh. They forget that structure is to serve right. the work, right? not the other way around. Right. And we, we've seen lots of examples. Let me give you a chicken example. Uh, this was several decades ago. One of our restaurant operators realized that he needed to put more emphasis on marketing the business. And he looked at his staff and said, structurally, there's there's no one who's working on that. There's no one who even has that as part of their job description. <laughs> so clearly it's not happening very Nobody's well. Nobody's <laughs> working on it. And then he said, well, should I do that? And to his credit, he's still one of the heroes in our organization because he mm. was the first guy to kind of shatter this total operations paradigm, which we Mm. had back in the day. We were in shopping malls. We opened the doors and people came in and we tried to serve them well, but we weren't having to market the business. Right. Much. Right. 30. No cows. There There were were no no cows cows. back then. Right. We didn't have the cows to help us market the business. (laughs) And so he said, could I do this myself? Should I do this myself? And he said, that wouldn't be my best, my highest and best use. He Mm -hmm. said, I don't even think I'd be real good at that. So he built structure in his business and got the right people and designated them mm-hmm. to be responsible for marketing his business. Mm. And now I would guess 90% or more of our Chick-fil-A restaurants have a marketing infrastructure to support the growth of the business. Because of a, one guy reinventing the structure. Yeah. He said, no, it, it's hard to market the business. Oh, it's so hard. Nobody's marketing the business because it's not, we're not structured right. to do that. Uh, give you one more example is we do a lot of business, as you might imagine, through our drive through window. I mean, that's a high percentage of our business goes through that little window. I love your drive through well, windows. And we're thankful that you do and your <laughs> friends, and, and but we want to make it better. Right. And we had an operator come to the realization, he said, a very high percentage of my business is transacted through that window. And he said, nobody owns that. Hmm. He said, somebody owns the front counter and somebody owns the kitchen and somebody owns the dining room. But this is a large percentage of our sales. So he changed his structure and built a team with a leader who was responsible for that facet of the business. And it got better. Hmm. 
Mm. And we told others and others started doing it. And I would argue that was one of the reasons that our drive through has gotten better over time mm-hmm. is because we changed the structure to support it. Mm, that's good. And, and all of us on this side of things, we, we appreciate it. We're still we trying to make it better. We're still trying to make it better. <laughs> Any final advice for our listeners in the area of reinventing continuously? What, what would be a nugget? You're like, if you could just remember one thing, remember this. The best leaders are always reinventing something. Hmm. Hmm. We've got to just think it through and start with ourselves, then look through systems and then consider structures, whether we can change them ourselves or be the voice that might influence a change, influence a change. One of my favorite questions when I'm with a leader is what are you reinventing right now? Mm. And I'm going to assume they're going to say themselves and I'll say, great, because you should do that forever. (laughs) What else are you reinventing? What else are you doing? What else, where else do you need to see a different outcome, an improved outcome? That's good. That's good. This is so helpful. And we're not done with the topic, but next time we'll explore the skill that enables us to grow in our confidence and competence in this area, which is the ability to think creatively. Now, before we go from this episode, though, I do want to mention your latest book in your latest series, Win the Heart, which was released earlier this year. I know for my husband and I, and I just want to make sure that our listeners know, uh, how many books have you written? Over 20? No. No, no, no. I've read 20 probably in my life. Um, (laughs) Well, if you count the workbooks. Well, yeah, we've probably done 20. Okay, well, we'll say 20. But Chestnut Checkers was hugely influential for us, which then, of course, went into Leaders Made Here, Talent Magnet, and then Win the Heart. Where can listeners find these or other resources that you have available? Well, all of the books are available anywhere you buy books, Amazon or wherever, Barnes & Noble. The field guides and other resources you can find on tmarkmiller.com. Okay, tmarkmiller.com. I want to make sure that our listeners know where to find all the depth of the experience and wisdom that you bring. So thank you very, very much for being with us this episode, and I can't wait till the next. Thanks. Wow, I don't know about you, but when I was in that room hearing from him, I felt like I was just drinking from a well of wisdom. He has so much to offer. I'm really excited for you to hear part two, so we really hope that you will join us for our next episode with Mark, where he continues to talk about creativity. Thank you again for listening today and especially for sharing this podcast with others so that we can get the word out that this resource is here Please check us out as well on social media. If you're not already following us, you can find us at Leadwell People on Instagram and be sure to go to our website, leadwellpeople.com, where you can find a discussion guide for this and other episodes, as well as some other resources. Looking forward to catching up with you next time.